Welcome back to the Sudish Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how both sides divided their troops into eight divisions, how they were now charging in against the forces of Guru Hargobind. In this episode, the battle commences. The beginning of chapter 32 now begins describing Guru Hargobind, the great, determined, courageous warrior mounted up on his horse, looked across at his fearless warriors, which were divided up into eight battalions, some of which were on his left, some on his right. Some were in front of him and some were behind him. Guru Hargobin was right in the middle of all his troops. This is how all the divisions were constructed and placed in front at the ready. He then spoke out to all of them, saying, Let's leave this encampment behind. Let's go ahead. Commence volley fire at once. Remain within your lines, your divisions. Don't press forward too much and get yourself killed. Stay with your lines. This is how Guru Hargobin instructed the generals, the warriors, then swelled forward in, in great enthusiasm. Guru Hargobind stayed amongst all the warriors, right in the middle, as if like the god of heaven Indra was surrounded by all the devtas, or like Krishna was surrounded by all the yadavas in his clan. This is how the Sikh warriors beautifully looked surrounding Guru Hargobind, who had a vicious bow in his hand. No one was able to powerfully draw back this bow like Guru Hargobind. Such was his stiff bow. His very vicious and sharp arrows could be seen filling his quiver. Guru Hargobind had some warriors who were alongside him, who were carrying extra supplies as well, extra quivers with arrows inside them. If Guru Hargobind needed to be refilled, his ammunition was there at the ready. It was all made forged there in Kartarpur. Guru Hargobind himself instructed the metal workers there on how to make these arrows so wide and vicious. The Guru had a massive shield as well, likely made out of animal hide but it had metal flower ornaments on each side of it. So on four sides, top, bottom, left, right, and then one in the middle. These metal flower ornaments were heavy. They weighed about 12 pounds each. So that made the shield likely around 60 pounds, so about 28 kilograms. Insanely heavy to have as a shield, perfect for bludgeoning and breaking swords. Guru Hargobind had the shield in his left hand to battle against swords. A shield like this could be used to break, blunt, and bash swords also to suppress an opponent's wielding arm. Guru Hargobin had such a shield which would be used in addition to agile footwork to jump and position out of the way while bearing strikes on the shield. Around the Guru's neck and a shoulder strap was a glistening beautiful wide sword. In the Guru's right arm was the reins of his horse which he was grasping while traveling forward on his horse and glancing forward at the enemy army. The commander Jattu went forward as well with his force. They shot off rifles at that point, letting out great cracks and thunders. He was moving alongside his horse. Such a great, powerful warrior he was, letting off his bullets while pushing forward. He was approaching closer and closer to the enemy lines. And the bullets from his division were piercing right through, viciously, the heart of their enemies. When the warrior Jattu pressed forward greatly, then Muhammad Khan, one of the opposing resolute generals, saw him. He took his force of a thousand troops and went forward to combat him, letting off his muskets, his rifles, causing terrifying cracks in the sky. Warriors fell from being hit and wounded. The warriors were yelling out, kill, kill, while pouncing forward on each other. It was just afternoon when the sun had passed halfway across the sky when the battle begun. The warriors were imbued with the desire for victory. Fire was spitting out from their guns. Thundering cracks sounded off. They would fill their rifles again technically their matchlock muskets, with gunpowder and then bullets, looking around at enemies before then firing it off again. They would place their match against a barrel while aiming precisely at their enemies. 
The guns cracked, sounded like thunder, and it spat out fire. Such a large roar was erupting across the sky. So much dust was floating up that you couldn't even see the sun. The warriors were yelling and challenging each other, moving here and there, striking down at each other. Many warriors were falling in the battlefield. This is how the warriors met and merged with each other in the battlefield, like two rivers coming together in one spot. The Toruk large force swelled up towards the Sikh forces, shooting off their guns while yelling out, kill, kill. Jattu, the glorious warrior, was encircled. The enemy troops pushed forward, past him, and then circled around. They were all yelling out, kill, kill, while getting close and letting off their rifles. At that point, the head of the battalion, Muhammad Khan, said, let's go, get him first, let's get Jattu, the leader of their battalion. Stop other warriors from coming ahead in one attempt and just jump on him. Everybody kill him. The warriors heard the words from their commander and made sure to maintain that encircled position around Jattu, who wasn't afraid at all, not even the slightest. He just yelled out to his own troops to boost their morales, their spirits. In an instant, they set off their rifles and it took down many of the Turk warriors. Some had their head blasted open. Some took bullets right in the face. Others were hit in the heart, falling down on the ground. Some were gut shot. Their bullets hit their stomachs and they spun around before hitting the floor. Others had their arms hit, others legs, quickly. After the rifles went off, many soldiers were killed. On both sides, the six and the Turks, many were killed, along with many horses as well. Some horses were running around the battlefield without anybody riding on top of them. Others were injured, getting crushed by the horses trampling on them. Jattu, enraged in such a ferocious battle, was there in great rage. He was killing off many Turks. Meanwhile, looking over at the commander of the six, the other commander, Kalyan, he also pressed forward in the battlefield, letting off his rifle along the way, killing many Turks. Whoever stood in front of him was destroyed, and others who saw him would just run away. In creating such havoc, he stopped the Turk forces from pressing forward greatly. He would just twist their faces. He would either have them retreating back, or would kill them off right there. The Guru's warriors were imbued with such rage. Badam Khan now, one of the other enemy generals, saw this and was just so pissed. He said in anger to his troops, there's only a few soldiers of theirs, why are you guys afraid? Fearlessly engage in the fight. Don't stop. Don't push back. Everybody, shoot off your rifles. So Badam Khan said this. Then his troops pushed forward, shooting their guns. It was like rainfall in the spring month of Jayat, when downpour was heavy. These bullets rained down on the six. When Badam Khan, with his forces, pressed forward, the enraged six with their spears got close, striking at them, shouting out battle cries. They hit them so hard, these Turk forces who advanced were knocked down along with their horses. These massive built warriors, like massive clock or watchtowers, were crumbling down like getting hit from lightning. The warriors let off their rifles and then clashed in close combat. Taking out their swords was glistened like lightning. They were drenched with blood. Some had their shoulders cut, others arms. Some fell off their horses and hit the ground. Others had their throats slit open. Some had their chests torn open. Some had their legs cut off. Others were screaming out, high, high, in pain. Bodies were laid out on top of bodies. Streams of blood were flowing across the battlefield. People were screaming out in such pain. Some were cut down by swords, and in their cold, dead hands, they still wouldn't let go of their swords. Laying down, crows, vultures, these massive white vultures were there as well, eating flesh and coming to the battlefield to get their fill from the dead bodies. Over there, Jattu was fighting a fierce battle in great pride against 
Muhammad Khan. Both were such tenacious warriors. Jattu's forces had clashed with Muhammad Khan's. They had taken out their swords and were engaged in close combat, striking down and down again, coloring the ground with red. They were making dance the tongue of death. This is a colorful way of describing a sword, the tongue of death. They were roaring and shouting, kill, kill, like a tiger. Such determined warriors were cutting each other up and throwing each other down to the ground. These warriors were not thinking about pain or injury. They were just focused on killing. It was a vicious, terrifying battle because of these intense warriors who were getting chopped up into pieces. Yet, their expression on their face wouldn't cower or whimper at all. At that point, Muhammad Khan came close and fought Jattu the warrior. Bullets were falling down on both sides. Everybody's clothing was just drenched in blood. Muhammad Khan was so enraged and yelled out, O oh, one who desires victory, stay still. Don't run away. Just watch one arrow from my hands. I promise you, I won't let you live. Jattu heard this, couldn't bear it at all. He yelled out and pounced towards Muhammad Khan. He got his rifle ready. He aimed it, and to save his life, he shot at Muhammad Khan. The bullet quickly hit Muhammad Khan's horse. He wasn't able to shoot his arrow at that point because he fell to the ground, but he quickly got himself back up. He stood up, he grabbed his bow and arrow, and then he shot one out. The arrow traveled so fast, hissing all along the way like a snake. It hit Jattu in the arm. It went straight through his arm. The Guru, the Divine, protected Jattu. Muhammad Khan then shot out another arrow, and that arrow hit Jattu's horse. Jattu fell to the ground, but he got up quickly. He readied himself. He grabbed his rifle and shot the rifle, while Muhammad Khan let off his third arrow. They both let off their strike at the same time. Jattu let off his rifle. Muhammad Khan shot his bow. Jattu was hit in the heart with Muhammad Khan's arrow. The arrow went right through his torso. Jattu fell on the floor at the same time when his bullet hit Muhammad Khan right in the face. All the warriors on the battlefield saw this. These two tenacious warriors fought so bravely and ferociously. They were pumped up by all this, the warriors who were watching, with even more enthusiasm. And they jumped on each other on the battlefield. Pulling back their swords, they struck down strongly at their enemy. The warriors weren't afraid at all. Some were fighting with swords, others with spears. They were quickly striking in great anger at each other. At this point in the battle, many people had died. There were just bodies on top of bodies. But the beautiful warriors continued on, tenaciously fighting. The six fought so bravely, causing so many casualties to the Turk forces that they didn't press forward anymore. One warrior of the Gurus would fight against ten enemies. They couldn't hold their positions in front of them. It had become such a vicious battle. Galian and his forces killed off many with swords, spears, arrows, and matchlock muskets, guns. That's how chapter 32 concludes. In the next, we'll hear the battle continues. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Oh.